Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. What we've stumbled upon here, I think, is one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. They call it the old applause, and they say, tell your friends and tell your enemies. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hello? Hello. Welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast. I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And joining me today, owner of Curtain Jerker Designs. You can find them on Twitter at Kerger Designs, at C-U-R-G-J-E-R Designs on Twitter. It's Derek from Curtain Jerker Designs. Thanks for joining me, man. Hey, man. How's it going today? All pretty good. Like we've been talking about on the podcast, we wanted to do something a little different just to see what everybody is enjoying from our show, what everybody hates from our show. So I wanted to do something different. <coughs> now, man, you're a part of the wrestling industry just in a different way but you've done things in wrestling as well yeah definitely and uh first of all i'd like to thank you guys for bringing me on um it was you know it was i was enjoying the podcast i like dig what you guys are doing um you know and i was i was checking it out and then i was like you know what i do do something a bit different i mean like you said it's still pro wrestling uh and you know it's, it's a long story we talked about the other day um, you know, I was just a fan, like everyone else, just a fan that uh, dug wrestling growing up. Uh, my mom and was a, a big influence in, in liking wrestling as a kid. It was kind of a weird thing that uh, as a single mom, you know, mom enjoyed wrestling. So, I mean, that's a, a plus for us because uh, we got welcomed into the, the crazy world of wrestling. So I was always a, always a fan growing up. And, uh, you know, we just – it because I'm a little bit older, the uh, – the, the role of, of getting into wrestling isn't 
as accessible as it is today. I mean, you can't just uh, you, you could I could throw a stone out of my window and find a wrestling school around here. It's pretty pretty common to to be able to to go to a wrestling school. And you know, like I said, I'm a little bit older. Uh, I'll turn 43 here in May, and uh, you just didn't really you, you couldn't really get into wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like when I started watching wrestling, my dad was a big fan. So when my mom and dad split up, my mom, you know, kind of, I mean, she was into it. Like she grew up in Texas, so she grew up with you know, world class. So are, are you sure I don't know you somehow? Cause I am also, I'm also from Texas. I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here in Indiana now, but uh, I was pretty much born and raised in San Antonio. So the, uh, when, when, you know, my mom was taking me to shows when I was three in diaper, uh, you know, I, I check out the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the oh God, I'm like having a brain fart. It's the, I went to WC, uh, WCCW a lot. The Von Derricks were in town a lot. Those were the shows I went to, uh, Southwest Texas wrestling, uh, championship wrestling with, uh, Tully Blanchard was another one that we went to all the time. And, uh, and, and like I said, it was, I was very blessed to have a mom that got me into this stuff. Uh, I don't think we really had a choice. Uh, <laughs> you know, when your mom drags you to, to a wrestling show when you're three, you really, uh, don't have much say in the, the situation. Absolutely. And, and like I, like I was saying, my mom is from Texas. My dad actually was born in Indiana and grew up in New Jersey. So actually there's another tie in to us. <laughs> but I spent my time back and forth between Arkansas and New Jersey. And like I told you, we're based out of Arkansas, but I, I lived in New Jersey for a while. Um, kind of went back and forth, like I was saying, but so my, cause I'm 30, I turned 31 in May. So, uh, my time frame is a little different than yours. Obviously, obviously I've went back and watched everything now, like you were saying with WWE network and high spots network. And there's so many now, um, that are usually just nine ninety nine. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up watching, you know, old school WWF with Hogan and warrior and undertaker and macho man and all that stuff. And then also uh, WCW later on, and then a little later on ECW, because I had the opportunity when I would be at my dad's in New Jersey, I would get to watch ECW on the MSG network. So, granted, my time frame's a little different, but I do know a lot of what, you know, you grew up with. So. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, it, it was very hard to even think about, uh, you know, getting into to, to wrestling when... Um, in, in my high school years, my, uh, my mom had a settlement and she, uh, she got a bit of money. It, it very much reminds me of, uh, this time when, when people run these shows with their tax return, uh, very, <laughs> very, so I laugh every year when I see these, these shows that are like one shots where they're just the big tax return shows. I get a kick out of that, but, um, you know, so that almost been, happened with us, by the way. <laughs> yeah. During the, there's nothing wrong with that. If you guys want to give it a shot, you'll, you'll totally learn how difficult what promoters do these days are. But, um, so during my high school years, there were times where my mom would, would make connections and do things and talk about, you know, setting it up. But it was such a hush hush thing, dude, that like it, it just wasn't a thing. And it, I always had that. It wasn't like I could graduate from high school and be like, I want to try this wrestling thing. Like that wasn't an option. So, you know, you just kind of move on with it. You, you stay a fan. Um, you know, there for a while during high school, I got real serious about other things, but you know, wrestling's always in the background and, uh, you know, it led to, to, uh, just, you know, just doing things. Uh, I worked for a couple of websites at one time, 
you know, did wrestling news and wrote articles and raw reviews. And, you know, you kind of always just, just stay in the background. But, you know, as time, prog- you know, as time progresses, um, you know, around 2004, 2005, like, you know, becoming, becoming a wrestler was, you know, something you could do. You know, the indie scene, uh, Punk had just got signed. You know, he moved on to, to, to do what he did. And, you know, it's like the door started opening. And, you know, around that time, uh, I had a, my brother passed away all of a sudden. And that was the trigger. You know, I looked at my life and I said, let's give wrestling a try. And, you know, like I told you, um, at the time I was 31, I was 5'8", 135. I was like in no shape to be a wrestler. But, you know, you kind of have that thing where it's like, my brother loved wrestling, I loved wrestling, let me give it a legitimate shot. And to say the backlash was less than welcoming was an understatement. Uh, you know, my mom, of course, my mom was going to be like, yeah, go for it. Uh, everyone else looked at me like I was crazy. My fiance at the time was like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. So, uh, you know, that's mom's, the road. Mom's that, always going to be there. <laughs> yeah, mom's always, mom's always going to be there, even if she liked wrestling or not. But, uh, and, you know, so like I found a school and I started training and a week, a weekend, they could tell that I was driven more to do this than I had any sense in my brain. And, uh, they looked at me and they said, you know what, we do have a referee spot opening up. Do you want to be the ref? And I was like, you know what, it's still a part, you know, going back to the thesis of it's still part of wrestling. Yeah, we'll, we'll give us a shot. An integral part at that. I mean, a ref is more important than people want to believe as a fan. But as somebody in the business, I mean, they're a big part of the match. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it also helps that, you know, I, I normally wear glasses, so – uh, <laughs> being being obtuse to a lot of things that's going on, I can I can slide in there and be like, hey, you know what? I just can't see things because of my glasses. It's just not a, it's not a crazy wrestling angle that I can't see what's going on. Uh, but yeah, so I you know I started doing that, and you know it was going good. We had a couple of months of just training, and we started talking about our big show. And you know, this was oh seven by then. By the time the training was done, and you know we went to the local printer here in town, and we're like, okay, we need a flyer. And, you know, the guy was like, okay, it's 60 bucks. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's, you know, a little high for things. But, you know, he, he gave us a, a little piece of paper, with, you know, an 8 by 10 like, notebook-sized piece of paper with two little boxes and some text. And was like, here you go. And I looked at him. And I was like, that's it. This is what you got for 60 bucks. And he's like, yeah. I was like, you know what? I, and, you know, this goes back to, you know, the very the DIY kind of things is that, that we grew up with, you know, bands and, you know, indie bands and indie wrestling and stuff like that. I looked at them. I was like, you know what? I can learn Photoshop. Like I can make myself an asset. I can learn these skills that are needed to help the company. And, you know, it's weird looking back how, you know, just that I'm going to learn this and I'm going to learn, you know, I learned how to do HTML to do a website. So we were one of the first companies to have a a legitimate website, not just, you know, MySpace. And, you know, and it was like, it was just, you know, just, hey, man, we're just helping the company. It's for the good of everybody. It's for the good of everybody. And, you know, and, and they would literally, you know, we would do a show on a Sunday afternoon, like a, a flea market show just for fun to get the trainees some, some time in the ring. And it would go from, hey, look, it's being recorded. Uh, you know, we're doing one on Saturday and Sunday. So, hey, let's, let's record this on a Saturday. Get out of there at 3, turn around. I want you to edit the DVD and have a cover by the next day so we can sell it. Which sounds crazy. And, and you know, like I've said on the show several times, I uh, 
before I met my wife and started having kids and stuff, I was an Elvis impersonator. I started awesome. doing that really young. So, I mean, I remember, you know, I would do like primitive flyers and stuff for myself. I mean, some of them turned out better than others, obviously, but then the, you know, the world of the internet and forums and Elvis fan sites opened up. And so I would have fans make my flyers and email them to me. And that's how nice. I got my flyers out. But like you were saying with the DVD thing, I would do that. I would record my shows. I would edit my shows. And the next day I'd have another show and I'd sell those CDs or DVDs or whatever. And I mean, you'd sell them. People yeah. would buy it. If it's, if the, if the merchandise, if the gimmicks are there, people will buy them. Yeah. And then, you know, and the, and, you know, and my, my non-wrestling fans are telling me, you know, like, that's crazy. Like, because, you know, I do have a couple of friends that are more legit designers, they like to say. Uh, and, you know, I'm like, you know, wrestling's a, a thing still. But uh, they, you know, they would tell me, like, you don't, you know, you don't do that that quickly. Like, video editing, that takes forever. And, like, you know, and artistic looks and this and that. And I'm like, well, look, like, people are there that were there Sunday, that were there Saturday. And they're going to want the merch. So, right. you know, I've learned, I, learned, I learned to get things out, you know, out quickly. And, you know, at the time, I'm like, oh, God, these guys are like, slave drivers and you know like you know you're putting your head down going do we really need this but in the long run it all pays out because now it's you know i have a quicker turnaround rate than a lot of people because i'm so used to that that grind of you know get it out by you know an hour from now i need it like now that it paid off in the end but at the time i was like these guys are real dicks like <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like, and i but I, you know part of me understood it because you know you got to sell stuff the next day so i mean I did that, you know, and we, we were off and flying, and it was a good little run. It was five years. Um, I refereed close to 900 matches. I was in the ring with people I had no, no right being in there with. You know, the, the childhood me looks across. The, you know, I take a, a minute in the ring, and I'm looking, and I'm like, look, it's me, it's this guy, and it's Marty Janetti. Like, what am I doing in this? <laughs> what am I doing in this situation? It's me, it's this guy, it's Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Like, it's me. It's it's Jimmy Anvil Nightheart. Like, pinch me, <laughs> you know, pinch me. And and like I said, it was it was a fun time. I visited like seven or eight different states. I went back to Texas for for a couple of weeks, um, you know. And I got I got that in. And come around 2012, you know, the writing was already on the wall. These guys were were giving more responsibility to me, and you know taken off and hitting the, you know, hitting the casino and the bar before the show. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm at the venue, like putting things together and people are like, you're in charge. I'm like, whoa, technically. I mean, I guess so, but not really. I mean, <laughs> you know, don't come to me at the end of the night for your pay, but right. <laughs> but, you know, besides that, yeah, I'm not in payroll, but besides that, you know, like, so when, when they, you know, we had the meeting, they were like, we're closing this down. It was not a shocker to me. And I was like, okay, well, um, you know, and, and there was other companies and, you know, you make connections through the years. And I was like, I can go to work for these guys. And I can go to work for these guys. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, I had a good little, little run. It was fun. You know, I did what, what more, more than I ever, you know, I figured getting, getting through wrestling school was going to be enough. And, uh, I did way more and than this newly acquired skill that I've, you know, tuned in and crafted through the years of, you know, needing stuff right away kind of just fell into my lap. I was like, well, you know what? You know, I've, and, you know, like I told you, I, like, I've, I was on so many shows where it was like the demolition show that, you know, I showed you that photo. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, like we drove to Ohio and, you know, this guy had a show and he was like, demolition's going to be on it. And I think that's kind of like, 
the the Mark fan and us there were like, hey, we can be on a show demolition. That's kind of cool. Let's go take the the road trip. So we got down there and they were setting up and you know the doors opened and there was no one there. There was like a couple people coming in. He was like, you guys want to just take half pay and go? And I was like, well, I mean, we're here. Let's have the show. We're like, let's let's do this. And I was like, well, if it's gonna save you, and I understood he was just trying to cut bait for for the lack of better terms and you know not having to pay us full rates and just trying to get us out the door and so you know poor demolition demolition was there like where are the people yeah and it's like you said the marketing is like oh my god you know we're gonna drive to ohio and be on a show with demolition and like you said the marketing it's like i'd be in the car the whole time just listening to the demolition theme on repeat yeah, I mean that's how we we got up and you know and and we I and, and it's funny because the first that first show that we had that I we paid that sixty bucks for the flyer our first like big show we had Steve Carino on the show <laughs> and you know we paid for his flight it was a big deal for us like we paid for his flight and he came and he couldn't have been the nicer guy and we really developed a, a connection with him throughout the years and um, you know he's done a lot for where I'm at right now but it's you know he he had a funny little story when we got in the car. And, you know, I went with them to pick him up at the airport and I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, the, you know, I looked at it as an opportunity to be in the car with them for like three hours and right. everyone else was like, oh, we got to get up early and go do this. And like, no, it's like you go in there and you pick his brain and you burn from him. Exactly. And uh, so I get, I get in the car and he could tell I was like kind of nervous and whatnot. And I was like, well, he's like, look, he's like, I'm just going to let y'all know this now. He's like, I'm just Steve. He's like, I, I put on my shoes the same way you do. He's like, look, I've done a lot of cool shit. Yes. <laughs> but you know he's like he's like but look I'm just I'm just Steve I'm like I'm a regular guy and you know just you know I've done some cool things and like you know and we we talked about different things he did and you know he was just a regular guy and that's the kind of approach that I've taken with most people I've met um, you know they're just regular people just like us and they just happen to do you know they have a cool job and they do things that you know, are a little different but you know so when the company closed I was like hey like. I'm just going to start offering this out for people. I'm not going to travel anymore because I kind of sucked. Uh, you know, I throughout the years, I was starting to do a deal where I would come ref and also do flyer work. So, um, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I made more than everyone else because I also did the flyer for this guy, but I'm losing it all on gas money right. uh, <laughs> kind of situation. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay, stay home and I'm going to tell everyone I know that I'm doing this now and very – very, you know, using my network and my connections and, and turn this into a, a deal. And, you know, fast forward to where we are now, it's been since 2012. I've, you know, caught on with some really early companies that were doing, that have gone on to do some really great things uh, in like freelance wrestling and some of the stuff that, you know, they're, they're doing. I was there since, you know, show one where it was, Hey, hey, you know, we're gonna try this. I don't even think this is gonna work, but we're gonna throw a bunch of money in this and see if we can actually do something. So towards that now, we're they're one of the bigger deals in Chicago. Um, you know, and it's it's working with with little companies and big companies and you know, it's just trying to help out so that we don't have another demolition situation. Uh, you know, so when when the when you're, you're you go out there because you know, like I said, I've been on shows with three people and I've been on shows with you know, six hundred people. And like your energy level as a person and a performer, just you're out, you're like you're chomping at the bits to go out there and have a good show. When there's three people, you're like, oh, I'm still going to be a pro and I'm still going to do this. But 
you know, I'm not going to say that the guys are giving you three people's worth of effort, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you're, not, you're not with three people in the crowd. You're not as worried about getting your shit in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, okay, we'll do something here. And, you know, with three people, when one is, you know, one of the wrestler's girlfriends or one road with somebody, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a, hey, we'll go out there and let's do this, but, you know, it's not full-hearted. When you have 600 people, you're ready to jump through the, you know, the roof and, you know, you're ready to go kill yourself for these people. And I just, like, that's my thing. Like, I've got so many people that are friends that are wrestlers now. And, you know, like, I just want to see these shows do good um, so that they have places to work and they can be active and, you know, they can get, they you know, you have to have your, your place to start so you did, eventually you can get your break, big break and, you know, achieve your goals. And if you don't have these shows to go to and, you know, hone your craft, you're not going to get anywhere. And, uh, you know, and the other, and the promoter, and if you're running your show and, you know, no one's there, you're not going to take the risk of putting out that money time after time. Uh, right. You're right. And and that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, we're, we're, we're in our infancy as a podcast. We started the week before Thanksgiving. And I mean, we've, what we've done so far blows us away just making contacts and stuff and, you know, how like welcoming the wrestlers are to coming on our show. And I mean, we're here to, we're here, here to help them. And we love having the indie wrestlers on and, you know, even if, you know, we don't make a dime doing it, you know, we're helping them. And that means more to us than, you know, cause I mean, I have a real job. It pays the bills. My wife has a job. We have three kids. So I'm not as worried about making money doing something. It's something it's, I mean, even if it just turns out to be a hobby, in the long run, I mean, it, it was all worth it. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, you, you know, we talked about um, before we did this, um, in the first couple of years, I didn't charge anything. It was, uh, you know, proving yourself. I feel like that's the same rule in the wrestling kind of motto. You kind of, you know, I'm sure everyone was listening checks this out. You know, the, you've done your free shows in the beginning just to get into places that you need to open the door, uh, you know, and, and you know, my, my other uh, designer friends that are more like you know, big time and, and they get these big fees and everything for, for stuff. Uh, you know, they're like, well, why do you do free work? And I'm like, look, I'm not opposed to doing free work. Like everyone needs a break. Everyone, you know, small companies don't have a budget. You know, you, you help them out as much as you can. In the long run, it's going to pay off. I mean, in the long run, when the company gets successful or they get to a point where there's a budget, you know, they're going to remember the good guy, the good guy who, you know, helped them out. And, you know, if anyone, and this is, you know, I'm not trying to plug myself, but if anyone no, is listening, <laughs> is, you know, if anyone is listening, and you know, it's it's very funny because I have these people, you know, get a hold of me, and they're like, well, you know, I'm kind of doing it myself right now, and I'm like, look, you know, let's let's play with uh, let's play with our strengths. You know, you're not a flyer guy. You're you know, you're not a design guy. Let, let's leave that to me. You know, you worry about the 900 other millions of things that are going to come across your plate between now and showtime. Because, and, and, you know, and on Wednesday, the day before the show, when everyone decides to cancel, you know, those are all issues <laughs> that you can handle. <laughs> those are all things you can handle. I, I do not want to be in your shoes on that because I actually have put on a show. And, you know, the Wednesday before, you're going to get a couple of cancels and then you're scrambling around for things. But, you know, that's on you. You can you can deal with that. But, you know, put let me do what I do. You know, let me make sure that you, you guys look good and make sure that it, this could be the worst show. But you know, the eyes that are going to get drawn on that flyer and the people that are going to give you guys a chance are, is not in your hands. It's in someone who's been doing this long enough that knows 
and you know it's really weird because I never thought that I'd be this you know this guy who looks at marketing and looks at like you know trying to put people you know I'm just this, I'm just really just a shy guy who learns something and just likes wrestling and wants to help out uh, but you know it's turned into this, this this kind of a business thing it's kind of just fell on my lap and I'm just like just swinging at people I'm swinging as much as you are but you know if to have someone that's just going to focus on, you know, having you guys, you know, what you guys are up to. Like, you know, the other day I was asked to be on a podcast about wrestling. I'm like, you know, I don't watch wrestling. And I think the guy that I was talking to, like, lost his mind. He's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I, he's like, Raw, SmackDown, you just watch NXT. I was like, I occasionally watch NXT, uh, but I don't really watch wrestling. And I, I he went silent for a minute or two. And I was like, look, I'm like, I invest my time in the companies I work for. So like if you have a YouTube channel or, you know, you're a promoter and you have videos or DVDs, whatever, I check that out and see where I can fit into what you guys are doing. Like I'm very, the companies I'm working for is I'm all in on that stuff. Like I'm trying. Yeah. It's, it's not that you don't like wrestling. It's just, you probably literally have zero time to actually watch it. The secrets of monitor two and monitor one. <laughs> I, uh, I have two screens. Um, I, I got I got a lot of messages about oh you're you're a quote unquote real designer now because you have two two work surfaces you you can multitask and you can keep this one on this and this one on this. I'm like no really honestly I have mostly the network on the other one. Uh, you know like I try to I watch a lot of documentaries. It's something I don't have to stare at the screen. But yeah. I, you know, I do have my I have NXT on on screen too. Um, you know, I try to catch up on Raw SmackDown when I can, and that's you know again that's because you know I'm checking out what people I know are doing. Uh, and, and that's kind of the position we're in now too. I mean, I watch more independent wrestling than I watch any WWE. Or and, and, and it makes yeah, and it makes sense because you're going to interview someone. You like you want to know a little bit about what's going on, so you kind of you know watch a YouTube video. Yep, and just like with you, I mean, I had to. I went to your Instagram page, and I mean, you sent me some stuff the other night. We we texted back and forth into the wee hours of the morning, but I mean, which is cool, man. And and I appreciate you doing this, and you know, sharing your stuff with me and your stories because I mean, you're very you're a very engaging person. Your story is pretty damn cool, in my opinion. I mean, the listeners might you know be like, oh, well, you know, they're a wrestling podcast and they've got a a graphic designer on. Yeah, but he does graphic design for wrestling. That's what we're doing. And we want we want to change the platform a little bit more. We want to spread ourselves out a little bit more. Have different people on. That's why I tweeted out the other day, you know, we're looking for indie refs and promoters and bookers and whatever. You know, if you're if you're involved, use us. Use us as your platform to to sell yourself. We don't care. And you know, and I saw that tweet and I was like, well, I cover all that stuff. Uh, I said, I, when I got through a training, my trainer was like, look, you, you have to have a match. You can have one match. And it was horrible. And I really wish I had it on, on video just to show it off and be like, look how bad this is. But, uh, you know, he, he trained me and he's like, you got through the gist of it. Like once, once it, cause I like, you know, I went head forward into like real training. I wasn't going to, I wasn't even thinking about a rough spot. So it was leaf frogs and bumps. And like, when I got to like drop kicks, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, that's, <laughs> I tried to drop kick someone and I hit him like in the thigh and they were like jump and I'm like yeah no I'm good that's as far as <laughs> we're getting out of it but you know like 
So, you know, I've managed before. I've did the timekeeping. I've did, you know, ring announcing. Um, you know, I booked a show. I've promoted plenty of shows. But the only thing I never did was put out my money. Um, these guys, that they had me come book the show um, midway into two weeks of the four-week process of getting the show together. The guy that was helping them just kind of left them alone, and they were like, we don't know anyone. And uh, it was kind of a weird situation because I'm, I'm here in Indiana. I'm, in, I'm about an hour away from Chicago, so I'm on, around the border. And these guys were in Kentucky, and I'm like, look, I can't drive down there to flyer the town. You know, I can't do that part, but I will do as much as I can from here and get down there and, you know, run the show for you guys. And it did pretty well. Um, you know, like that, the effort of them promoting was on them. I couldn't necessarily, I mean, if they wanted to pay me to come down and, uh, you know, stay in a hotel and fly around the, the town, I, I would definitely have done that. But um, I was like, look, you guys are going to have to put out the effort to put stuff together. So like I said, I've done just about everything. And, you know, I, I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, that covers me in so many different aspects. So, um, you know, like I hit you guys up and it's, it's a noble cause and, you know, it's the thing that's going to separate you guys and separates a lot of people from just starting a podcast is this is like what we love. So we could talk about this stuff forever. Like, right. you know, you're not going to get tired of it and be like, yeah, like, you know, I'm three episodes in, this is lame. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Like there's always something to talk about, even if you just stick to, you know, just indie stuff, or you, st- you know, talk to, you talk about just the pay-per-views and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I applaud you guys for doing this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. no, no. Uh, I mean, like, like I say all the time, you know, we, it's not so much about if we do make money, it's not about us. We want to be able to pay our guests for coming on and sp- spending their time out of their day. And I mean, I know that they're coming on to get themselves over. I mean, a lot of them, you know, probably won't ever listen to our podcast. I mean, obviously we're not, we're not Bruce Pritchard. We're not Tony Schiavone. We're not Stone Cold. We're not Jericho, but you know, I mean, wrestling podcasts are plentiful. And if we're doing something different, like you said, I mean, like who else has indie guys on or indie girls on? We dedicated a whole month and a half to basically women, and we're going to be doing that coming up here in March at the end of March and April. So I mean, and it's it, it, yeah, and you'll find everyone's got an interesting story. Like everyone's got the everyone you know. Like you'll find most wrestlers were were just fans and just were like, "I'm going to do this," and you know that's you know inspirational, and it's you know everyone leads to the same result the same like everyone is in this crazy thing and how you got here is your uniqueness and you know like you said right now the the podcast you know is in the early stages and this is where you know you tweak things and you get better and you know what works and you don't know what works and you you put in the 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 hours i mean you're not no one should expect to upload something to you know itunes get a credit card that gives you what you need now a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Be like, okay, it's going to be ranked at number one. It doesn't. <laughs> I wish that was the way it worked, but um, you know, and I I learned the hard way. I did a, a podcast a couple of years back, um, and it was it was me going. I'm not going to do wrestling because I know that's what everyone expects to do. Because I I saw that wrestling was so filtered, and so you know everyone's got a show, like you said. So I kind of did things a little different. I was talking about more on the business side of wrestling, uh, but you know, like I said, it it. Win a couple of episodes, and then I just realized that the people I was interviewing, you know, it, some people don't want to talk about the, the backstage stuff and, you know, the workings of a company. So I was kind of like, you know, I had a fun time, and I think I got to 35 or 75, 75 uh, ranked on the podcast for like a couple of weeks there. But, um, you know, it wasn't for me, and I gave it a shot, and, you know, it's one that I'll like, I, I now have a newfound respect for for what you guys do. And just the same way as when people tell me that they're going to just do the fire themselves. I'm like, you know what? That's great. If you want to spend the thousands of hours that I put into using Photoshop, <laughs> you know, go ahead. If you just want to, you know, if you just want to hand it off to me, that's even easier. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I mean, I wanted, I, I wanted to talk to you and I, I'm not trying to cut you off or anything, but I, I want to have you back as a part two when Levi can join. Cause he's at work right now. But I mean, I want to dive into the business side and I know he does too. That's what we like. We like, we like the backstage stuff. So I definitely want to have you back for a p- part two, uh, when, when we can get it together. I was going to say, it was a little quiet back there to, uh, you hit the mute button on, <laughs> on the, uh, on the partner there, but yeah. no, no, no. Yes. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. He's a, he's a chef. So when he has to go in, he has to go in, um, I'm just a lowly bartender, so I can I can kind of skip out as much as I want. So. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, um, that's the funny thing too. Um, you know, I've, I get from from clients that you know some of the other people around, and I'm not trying to badmouth uh, anyone else who does this, but you know, it's a small known fact that this is it. Like, I don't have a shoot job or a nine to five. Like, this is this is my my deal. Uh, so I, I literally am on twenty four seven. It's you know it's I I've given this a full go at things and I'm giving this a shot and so you know the the turnaround is a little quicker and the fact that I'm like always there, which looking back I shouldn't have ever said that in, in the beginning. Uh, you know I was like <laughs> in, the, in the beginning it was like oh well I don't have you know anything to lose by being around all the time and you know I did have one client who really needed to stop calling me at 3 a.m. in the morning going, I got an idea for the flyer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's your, there's limits, definitely. I mean, yeah. and luckily we haven't hit that, but this is episode 47, so I'm sure at some point we'll we'll find somebody who just wants to constantly chat. But, I mean, that's fine. You know, I work my shoot job, but I only – I work three days a week, but I work 40 hours in those three days. And then when I'm not here uh, uh, at my shoot job, I mean – I am either promoting our show, promoting a guest show that they're on, or somebody like yourself, or 
um, you know, when I'm not doing that, I'm recording an episode or I'm spending family time. Yeah, definitely. Luckily, luckily my wife and kids are all wrestling fans. So a lot of our family time is spent in front of the TV watching wrestling, but. That's awesome. Got to keep that tradition going. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's definitely in the beginning when, you know, you don't have a lot of people and a lot of attention on you t- taking the time out of the day to be like, Hey man, like you called about your flyer. Like, let's, let's talk about your idea. And, you know, and that really does help too, because, you know, it is, you know, I always tell people like at the end of the day, it's, it's your, your company, your, you know, your flyer, your DVD, whatever I'm working on. Um, you know, I'm not any better than the next guy. I'm not going to be like, your idea sucks. Like, it's yours. You have to, you know, try to sell it or carry it around or wear it on your, you know, on your on your shirt or, you know, that's you. I'm just, unfortunately, the lucky guy who gets to, you know, help you brand your stuff and help you promote your, your stuff and make sure that, you know, when you run by the merch table and you look down, you're going to see something that's going to stick out. Uh and that's, you know, that's the aim for the shows, for, you know, DVDs I do and stuff like that. Like, it's just help to help you guys, you know, have fans in the crowd so that when you guys get there and you see, you know, 200 people and you're like, okay, let's go out there and let's kill it. Let's have a good time. Because I know Demolition was like looking around like any day now, people are going to just come in and yeah. That's a shame, man. It was, it was bad. It's, it's really a shame that that happened. Yeah, especially, I mean, especially to them, you know, I mean, it's, it's granted the years had changed and everything, but it was still demolition, you know, I, I mean, they were, they were amazing. <laughs> you got me to drive a lot. Yeah, I was like, okay, for six hours. Yeah, we'll go do this show with demolition. And, yeah. But yeah, like I told you when we texted, like, so the half pay situation comes up and the guys uh, going, hey, you know, like, the, just take, you know, half your pay and you can leave now. And, you know, there's no hard feelings. And, and before he came up to us and asked, made the offer, he was setting up the merch table for the show. And he had like this, uh, this big tote and he had like six or seven big totes. And they were just nothing but wrestling figures and merchandise and stuff. And, and uh, so I was looking around cause you know, I had a collection at the time and I was like, yeah, I'm getting ready to sell all this stuff. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. So like hindsight later on, he's like, Oh, uh, yeah, the pay. He's like, do you see any merch you want? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, and a part of me is like, well, yeah, look, I probably could clean up really well here. And then I'm like, no, I can't put the merch in, in the gas tank. Like, how am I going to get home? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he was, he was hanging on for the glimmer of hope that I could, he just pay me off with wrestling figures and shirts, but, uh, <laughs> had to take the cash, man, had to get home. So, yep. yeah. Those, those big guys, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't feel all that great to your ego when you, you show up to a show and there's no one there. So if I can help, you know, make your flyer look a little nicer and, you know, and it's not, not to, uh, not to, to say that I do, you know, the greatest work in the world. I know that I'm only using, you know, the minimal amount <laughs> of Photoshop that I need to get things done. But, you know, like time's money. And if you can hand it off to somebody, you know, that it's going to be there in a week or, you know, a couple of days and it looks nice and you guys can worry about the rest of the show stuff. Then and I think it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah. And I want to give you this opportunity go ahead and plug all your social media and your website and stuff. And, and, and I'll let you, I'll let you get out of here, but I definitely want to have you back. Like I said, for part two with Levi's available. Cause I know he kind of would want to pick your brain as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Like I didn't I know like this was like trying to rush everything out in the first time to to get things going in the backstory and whatnot. Like I'd love to dip into more of the business side because you know, like over the years I've learned that this is kind of a business. Like I just fell into it as someone helping friends and you know, structured and and whatnot. And I still you know, I'm still not on the spot where it's like, hey, sign this contract kind of thing. Like I'm not that business, but because you know, like in in this world, like you know, you know, guys cancel and shows get changed around and things happen so quickly. And uh, again, if there's because I've worked for companies for years now, and it's nothing more than an, just an agreement. So we can definitely dip into, you know, the more of the business side. And you know, I'd like to talk to him too and get to know you guys as well. And what drives you guys to to put on this podcast? I know you touched on it a bit, um, but yeah, social media. Uh, my name's so long that curtain jerker designs couldn't be used as a Twitter handle. So, <laughs> so I had to kind of cut it down to like, and I've had to explain that a lot, but it's a uh, curger designs. It's C U R J E R uh, designs on Twitter. Um, Instagram, I believe it's all the way spelled out. It's curtain jerker designs. Uh, we do have curtain jerker designs.com and uh, Facebook. You can find us there and it's, as much as needed to be done, uh, I think I think Instagram is my most active because it's pictures and flyers and stuff. And you know, like you said, you checked it out. I try to uh, keep it very positive uh, on times that I don't have, um, you know, a show coming up or a flyer to post. It's always motivational, and you know, I try to and keep things positive because there really is no reason not to be positive. Uh, you know, besides, besides the uh, political aspect of things that I don't really get into much. Uh, <laughs> we try not to either. Man. <laughs> you know, life's pretty good for the most part. I mean, if there's things that you don't like or things that you're trying to, you know, achieve, you know, a little hard work and, and it takes time. Uh, anything that's good is going to be worth, worth a little effort, worth the wait. Uh, like I said, you just can't upload something to iTunes and be like, okay, we're number one now. It doesn't really work that way. Uh, I wish it did. But uh, you'll definitely appreciate it more when, when you do get up to, you know, in the top 10 or the top spot. And you're like, you know what? We busted our butt to get this podcast where we, where we got it. So um, that's my little motivational nugget for, for now. Uh, definitely you guys add me. Um, I try, like I said, I just a flyer guy. Um, you know, I've, I've picked up some skills. I kind of know that I've done enough events to know what works and what doesn't work. Uh, and if you guys are looking for some help, I'm more than happy to help you out. Don't let budget, uh, stop you. Uh, you know, like I get a lot of people like, well, can we afford you? Like, no, like I always say, what's your budget? And I can work with it and I can give you, you know, the hundred dollar package. It's got everything. Or I can give you the $20 package. Oh, I mean, I think there's a $20 package still somewhere, but, uh, <laughs> I, I might have to dig back and look for that one, but yeah. So I definitely thank you guys. I, Anytime you want me on for part two, uh, as you can probably tell, I talk a lot. <laughs> we love it, man. I love people that can carry a conversation because that makes my job a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> it, was definitely, it was definitely an honor. Like, and, you know, uh, to you guys on the podcast here, if uh, there's anything that you guys needed, I was hoping to have your shirt idea kind of ready by now, but uh, I was told Wednesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's fine, man. I, 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 I totally spaced and realized I was gonna surprise you with the design, but like here you go. Like let's let's have something to also talk about. But um yeah, so that that'll be hitting your inbox here in a couple of days. You need to 
need to get that taken care of, cranked out. But uh, I'm going to actually have to get back to work. Uh, I need to grab a coffee. And uh, like I said, it was a, definitely a privilege and an honor for, for being on, on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope I didn't bore people out too much. Uh, and those are, you know, like I said, on Twitter, Instagram is cool. Um, I don't, as, as much as I would like to be able to have someone to be like, just run these for me. Uh, you know, when, when the schedule gets a lot fuller with things, uh, that. Social, yeah, social media kind of gets thrown away for a while, but, um, yeah, those, those are the, the things I plug. I used to have this, I used to have a pro wrestling tea store. That was pretty cool, but I never did a design for myself. I just did designs for other people. Because uh-huh. so like right now, if you go to SCT, like I have something like 27 different designs I did for other people. And if you want to go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash heels and quads, you can pick up a show shirt. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so I, I've, but I'm not going to put those on my page because I'm not trying to profit off of designs I did for someone else. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> So I'm like, they're like, you you have a store, but what's on there? I'm like, well, I mean, I have some designs, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't really have anything I need to upload. They're like, well, we're going to take your store away soon if you don't upload. I'm like, okay. So um, you had to do well, something. <laughs> I have to do something. Yeah. So definitely, maybe, uh, hopefully your your new shirt will be up there soon for the people to check out. I didn't know you guys had a pro S&T store. We do. Very good. All right. So you step, step in the right direction. That's right. On that note, y'all buy shirts from him. But y'all check out the podcast support, and uh, and it goes a long way to sh- uh, to buy a shirt and let these guys know that they're doing something great. I think it's awesome that you guys are doing the podcast. And if you need anything, hit me up. It's definitely been a pleasure, and I will talk to you guys later. All right, pleasure's all mine, guys. That was Derek from Curtain Jerker Designs. Go follow him on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, check out the website. Um, and we appreciate him being on. Look forward to a part two. Um, but yeah, man, take care. We'll talk to you soon. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.